and welcome to Still Buffering, a cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. Kids are weird, y'all. Yep. We're just on a roll with these, just jumping right in. Just jumps right in there. <laughs> She's ready to go. These cold opens are just... Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm just saying, kids are weird. Yeah. Is that just a general yeah. statement, or is this a, just a recent discovery? Uh, kids, all kids. I mean, it's both, but mm-hmm. uh, I was going to say they're weird because Charlie has uh, seen the Sonic the Hedgehog movie twice now. <laughs> I loved it so much, that much the first time, had to go back for a Who second. Who has seen it with her twice? Because she can't go to movies by herself. Uh, well, Justin took her the first time, mm-hmm. which Justin had to, he was discussing it on another podcast, and so mm-hmm. he had to see it. Mm-hmm. And he talked Charlie into coming with him thinking there's a chance she won't like this, but maybe she will come with me. And she did. She liked it. She liked it a great deal, so much so that when uh, Clint and Carol invited her to come, mm. she said, yeah, I want to come again. I want to go see this That's movie. almost as many times as she saw Frozen 2. I wow. she saw that three times. Yeah, yeah, but still, yeah. So she has seen it twice. Do you think she's the only person who's seen it twice? No. Yeah. I feel like that's what kids do, though, right? <laughs> they like a thing, and then they just, that's their thing. Well, that, I mean, that is true. I have watched SpongeBob the Musical uh, 50, 60, 70 times. You think I'm exaggerating? Uh, there are days where it's been on twice. Well, I think I've actually seen that like 30 times. Yikes. I know I every song. Them. I know every line. I could perform it. Well, I'm not that talented. There are some really impressive yeah. dance and acrobatic moves in that. I couldn't do those. But I could at least say... A split is being done now. I can't do a split, but I know when it is. But I know that a split should be done. <laughs> Cooper knows all the lines and all the words. Yes, all the songs. I love to hear her. Just kind of hello, bikini man. bottom. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I saw Sonic with uh, without a child. I saw it with a bunch of adults. So I don't know. That's mm-hmm. that's a choice. I don't think I got quite as much joy out of it as um as Charlie has clearly gotten. <laughs> Do, do you feel like it's worthy of a second go round? I wouldn't want to see it a second time. Uh, I don't know. It was a weird movie. I I loved Jim Carrey's performance in it. Like, I wish it had just been him on the screen for two hours being weird. But the... did, did you did you ever think you would say, I wish Jim Carrey would be? Yeah. <laughs> I want to see a movie that is just Jim Carrey for two hours being weird. I've, I think that's. That's I, I've been saying that since the first time I saw Jim Carrey in a movie. I don't know. I there was never a time where I'm not down for like Jim Carrey at his weirdest for there, a long there, of time. I don't know what that is. There is a very specific uh, sense of humor that Jim Carrey at his Jim Carreyist appeals to, and apparently it's you, Tay, and also Justin, I, because Jim Carrey at his absolute max, like that is. It's totally Justin's thing. And it never was like I didn't particularly enjoy the mask, didn't particularly enjoy Ace Ventura. Not, I mean, like, not they're I'm not saying they're bad. I'm not passing judgment. Just not not really my thing. You yeah. know? I get that. I think I'm with you on that one. I think because it's so much of comedy is like, oh, it's you know, it's like, oh, it's smart humor, like, uh, you know, like I I'm like I put all this effort into this build up and like I delivered and like I, it's kind of like there's like oh you're funny but I'm also a little afraid of you because you might come at me and with Jim Carrey his kind of comedy it's just like I'm putting it all out there I'm going 150% I'm gonna look pretty dumb when I do it and I'm it's like all in for you 
like, I don't know. It's a very like I I enjoy that. It's it's a gleeful, bizarre like comedy that I uh, makes me very happy. It yeah. is it is an evolution too. I think that like you get so like your appreciation for Jim Carrey when you're young is like he's so funny. I love Ace Ventura, and then you get a little older and you're like. I'm more into, you know, the Truman Show is more the Mm -hmm. Jim Carrey that I appreciate. And then you can come full circle as an adult to be like, nah, I just loved Ace Ventura. It was very funny. (laughs) Ace Ventura was very good. (laughs) Yeah. I also also only recently realized that, I don't know, it's just like getting older, like wearing what I want and not caring as much about like trying to look stylish. And one of of my coworkers pointed out, I was like, you kind of dress like Ace Ventura these days. (laughs) <laughs> like a like a Hawaiian button up, but I had like plaid pants on and a t shirt. I'm like, you think? I'm like, yeah. Is that? I was like, is that a good thing? Not, I mean, it's a thing. I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna roll with it. My hair sticks up. It's a thing. Like, <laughs> it is a thing, indeed. Like I'm not, I'm not mad because you know, everybody's got to have a style. If that's mine, it's you know, it's came from its natural evolution. I think I think that's fine. So, but you are not. You were not in a hurry to go see Sonic again. I, the, the rest, it was just very strange. I mean, it, it was charming. It's a kids movie. I'm not going to like skewer a kids movie. It was meant sure. for children. I don't know what yeah. I went in expecting. Like I just seen Birds of Prey like a few weeks ago. I loved it. And I was like, kind of had like similar, like I felt like the same people were talking about both movies. And so I was like, oh, maybe this is, oh, this is for kids. This is for kids. That one was for me. This one's for kids. That's good. <laughs> Um, yeah. I I will say that I I didn't see the movie. I saw like trailers of it and clips from it and stuff. And like I feel like they whatever made Sonic's teeth so upsetting in the original <laughs> yeah. ads, like they fixed that they right. Yeah, because yeah. they, they, they it did not look upsetting when I saw clips of the the final product. No, they they definitely fixed the CGI, and it it doesn't it doesn't look bad. Um, I I just it was it was I guess you know. The moment of like, what's James Marston's? Is that the the actor in that movie? I very, believe that's very right. handsome man. Uh, he's like cradling the like CGI Sonic in a very like intense scene, and it's I guess it's supposed to be emotional. That was that moment. I was like, this is weird. Still, it's still weird. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get. It's weird. I can't get into this. <laughs> I like Charlie telling me at one point she's telling me about the movie. She goes, "See, there are these gold rings." And I was like, yeah, no, I'm... I get it. I'm yeah. familiar with the gold rings, Charlie. <laughs> I played Sonic the Hedgehog on Sega Genesis when I was young. I know what those I'm do. familiar. Kids do have interesting perceptions of films because just today, Cooper was listening to the Cats, not the original Broadway soundtrack. Nope, we only listen to the movie when here. The movie soundtrack. Oh, no. And Charlie turned it on and Cooper was listening to it. And I said, Cooper, who is that? singing and she said daddy's friends <laughs> well, are they okay <laughs> they both think justin has been in cats for some reason because today we i don't know why because charlie today was listening to cats and dancing and she came over started pulling on justin to, to stand up and said come on daddy you know this whole dance do it with me and i was like why do you wait why do you think daddy knows the dance she said because he was in it I'm who like, did she? Who did would she think he was? I don't know. It was just the opening number, so I don't know who. Like this has all of the Jellicles, so I'm not sure which one. 
she thinks Justin it, or like what was he on the broad in the Broadway one or in the movie or in like a community theater production? I don't know what she thinks, but she they both seem to think Justin has a lot of cats expertise. Can you make this like a family lie that will just live on? <laughs> that Justin was in the original Broadway cast. Yes. Cats. <laughs> and like, I don't know, like on, on, on Charlie's like 18th birthday, you say, OK, here's the thing. <laughs> I'm going to let you in on a secret. Your father was, was never, never in cats. In cats. <laughs> Happy my birthday! Welcome to adulthood. <laughs> I always was told my dad was in cats, and then I turn eighteen, and I find out it was all a lie. That's her interesting fact. Like every first day of school, icebreaker. It's like, well, my dad was in cats, and everybody in the room's like, "No, he wasn't. He was definitely not. <laughs> it wasn't." That's a that's a lot. That's a lot for a therapist to deal with someday. Yeah, my family just lied to me for eighteen years about this because they thought it was funny. It was just a joke. It's just a joke. It was funny. That's why they did it. <laughs> Although at that point in history, what will our view of cats be? Will it be forgotten? Uh, cats no. does not seem to. I don't think cats will ever I go mean, away. This People, cats. Oh, the movie. Oh no, yeah. this cat's gonna. Oh. It's gonna be a cult like classic yes. thing that people watch every Halloween. Like I, I don't know. I'm excited to have it accessible <laughs> i am excited about absolutely I'm excited. yes i'm excited that it's part of the zeitgeist i like it oh, yeah, yeah. I, do I'm, too. I'm, I'm i welcome it i welcome it into to my appreciation of the world everything that makes the world a little stranger um <laughs> is, is good is good for me well you know like it, it achieves the level of bad that means it's like somehow circled back around to amazing like i love when things <laughs> yeah. do that welcome <laughs> Welcome. C- come in. Yeah, the room is here waiting for you. It was a long and hard journey, but you've made it. You've made it. You're here. Thank you. Please come in. Also, the dancing is very impressive. It is. Just on a side note, the, in every version of Cats, it, yes, and and it's not enough is said. It's it's a shame because not enough was ever said about like in the movie version, uh, the dancing. If you can focus on the dancing, it is. It's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. I mean, the talent. It's just incredible. Anyway. Uh, that's not speaking of uh, old things that never go away. <laughs> oh no, that's a good that's a good lead in. That's good. Was that good? Uh, I want to talk about friends. Not like our friends. Not our. I can talk fr- about my friends. Not like my friend. Not like my actual friends. The fake ones that we all had on TV for a while. Okay, our fake friends. The clap, not clap, the clap, the fake. Joey and the Chandler yeah. and the Rachel and yeah, all them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, because here is here is why. One, of course, I think a lot of us just need to stand up and admit that there was a moment in your life where you loved friends. Not everyone, but there were a lot of us. Yeah. And a lot of us have grown up and realized that there were problems. Yes. With friends. Yes. Many problems. Uh, and and perhaps can now take a more critical view of friends while simultaneously admitting that deep down you still do kind of like it a little, at least yeah. a little, or at least appreciate parts of it. Now, I I am from that generation. What is confusing to me about Friends and why I think it is uh, it, an interesting podcast topic is that it seems to have connected to your generation, yes. Riley. Because you all yeah. watch it, or at least did when it was on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. I I don't know. Like, I mean, obviously, I, I've watched, honestly, when it was still on Netflix, I think I watched the entire series, not fully in, like, attentive watching it, but probably watched through all of it at least, like, all the episodes two or three times. Um, 
but it was just like a very bland meh just something to like (laughs) put on and like kind of just like turn your brain off and not have to think too hard those like sitcoms that are just like they're some maybe a few chuckles in there you're gonna get out of it but really it's just nothing's gonna require you to put too much brain effort into it until you get to the problematic parts of it when you're watching it in the year like i don't know i guess i probably started watching it like 2016 something Mm -hmm. like that and i was like yeah this is there are some yes there's some issues here but then you gotta like wonder like well how much of that was expected in the 90s because i wasn't there then so how much of it was just like this is how people talk i don't know (laughs) so was it did you like it or is it just like is it just the streaming equivalent of white noise and i think that term works on many levels (laughs) it is it it is the white noise it's very much white noise it was a little bit of both okay the white there, the there are certainly some episodes and some moments and some characters that I like did enjoy and some episodes I went back and rewatched on purpose mm. or like things I like to see like admittedly <coughs> Rachel and Ross's whole like will they won't they That's I was, what I was always say. I was always like about it? oh man like it's, it keeps going back and forth and I always liked to find the episodes where they're like there were big moments in like their their romantic mm-hmm. storyline but also he's her lobster he's her lobster mm-hmm. but also there were like I don't know there were definitely times where I just needed to put something on in the background while I was trying to fall asleep while I was reading doing homework whatever and it was it was good to have on there mm-hmm. as well it's just it's interesting because it's there are other sitcoms <laughs> period there are yeah. there are <laughs> but you know but like like what i just mean like what did you do that with how i met your mother yeah oh and the Scrubs? office and parks and rec uh i've watched some scrubs huh well maybe it's just that kids today watch all the shows maybe i yeah. always have something on. i mean you're not alone in that i i guess i I had a, a roommate a while back and that like now I feel like I've just been like I can't the the theme song of friends now just puts me in a state of anxiety because it was a very toxic mm-hmm. living situation it wasn't good and the one thing that was always like playing I, from morning to night she was always watching so friends true. we lived together for like like th- three years so it's not like she just watched it all and like just went on to something else like then would restart it. It was always on in the background of this this house just in an I endless remember visiting you for a week. And every time I was in your apartment day or night, no matter what time the door was shut and I just constantly heard <laughs> just always. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's like the Jaws theme song to me now. If I hear it on, I'm like, please don't yell at me. Oh, God. I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't realize that when I picked this topic. I'm no, sorry. No, it's okay. We're not. We're not playing the song. That would be copyright infringement. Okay. So it's okay. <laughs> I will not play the song. Uh, I. I just. But like, even on, it's on T-shirts. Like you, there are so many. Uh, like, I was looking at Urban Outfitters, and there were like all these Friends T-shirts that you could buy. Mm-hmm. And like that, that merchandise is big again. Yeah. And it's just, I, I found it I have it a few, odd. like, old, faded, like, friends t-shirts that I, like, sleep in that and I got I, from Urban Outfitters. And I guess it's, like, I mean, there there are, like, the classic elements of, like, there's the romance that they managed to stretch out over all uh, how, yeah. eight seasons? Eight? How many seasons? Yeah. Something like that? Oh, gosh. Many seasons. Um, and they managed to make it last the entire time. 
I hope we're not spoiling. Yeah, it's spoiling forever. There's no way we are spoiling. Is there, is there anybody who doesn't know? It's ten seasons. Ten seasons. Man, ten yeah. seasons. Uh, and uh, it's. I was always a little more invested for myself in Monica and Chandler. Yeah, they were definitely. Well, because you felt like Monica. Yes, I related a lot more strongly to Monica yeah. than. It was it. It was a lot more wholesome romance. I thought like Ross and Rachel yeah. was a little bit like I don't know. I think you are actually bad for each other. I think I think you actually should not yeah, be together. Like, this is clearly yeah. not. A, why do you keep trying to make it work? You know, you were in New York City. There are a lot of other people. Very <laughs> close proximity. To you. You do not have to pee together. <laughs> I think Rachel should have ended up with Joey. Oh no, Joey yes. deserved better. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Joey no, and Rachel were better than Rachel sense. and Ross. No. Yes. No, I didn't like that at all. The cast didn't like that either. I read an article about this. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, my gosh. When they handed out the scripts and this was going to be the plot line, even the cast was like, no, Joey wouldn't do that. No. This would never. No. Yeah. I don't know. I just like Joey more than Ross. Well, I, I think that's a true well, statement. I think yes. yes, Joey is a much more... I think jo- Joey is maybe... I think some of the friends have redeeming qualities. I think Joey is is the most likable friend, I think, in the long run. <laughs> I, I like that we just call them the friends. The friends. <laughs> yes. the friends. No, but I I feel bad sometimes for Ross as a, okay, wait. <laughs> a person that didn't really exist. But, like, I guess if you're David Schwimmer and you play that character for 10 years and it becomes as, like, much, uh, like, a part of popular culture as Friends did and all the characters did, like, it's got to be hard. Like, Ross got hated on so much. Yeah. I mean, even while the show was on, it wasn't just, like, in retrospect, we didn't like Ross very much. Like, while the show was on, there was a lot of Ross hate. Yeah. And I never quite, I mean, I know... I know he got kind of like whiny sometimes. Sometimes, <laughs> but I never. Qu- I didn't have the Ross His personality hate that so trait many was people... just like guys. <laughs> personality was just Aww. a sound. Aww. that is like that's what he was. <laughs> but he was also a scientist. Well, okay. no, no, <laughs> he's a paleontologist. I we never got. A clear look at what Ross did he taught. at the museum when he first worked at that museum. Yeah, I don't know what he did there, but he did teach classes because later. To me, because to me, when he was at that museum, he just, like, arranged the bones. Well, somebody well, has to do it. Somebody has to do it. <laughs> and I recognize that is an important job, but he made it like he was, like, a doctor. Think, it's like, no. I think, he is. Hey, I, think, I think you have to have some sort of degree to know where the dinosaur bones go in the dinosaur. I, th- I think that would yeah. a lot of knowledge there. Okay, that's true. I would never know where dinosaur I mean, bones go in a dinosaur. Think how much harder that is than, like, what I do. Like, if I need to know where all the human bones go, I, I always have the option of cutting a human open and looking. Well, I guess you do have that well, option. I, Ross didn't have... you have that option? <laughs> you <laughs> ross didn't Sorry. have that option there was no dinosaur for him to cut open and look at he had to just figure out where they go i like that this is your case you're building for why ross is a good character he knew where the okay. dinosaur bones went and that was hard yes. to say you know we you, have some paleontologist listeners yes. i guarantee you who are that very was not upset. Upset. He, had that a, was not a, he had a real no. job his job wasn't the mystery. he did have a real job i'm not trying to take a stab at his job my problem was and phds are doctors just as much yes, as i am i agree but <laughs> My problem was the way that he acted about it. He acted like yes. he was better than all the other friends for his job. 
Okay. Fair, right? He d- often he, he does, acted like he, he was like the a, smart of one. Yes, he does have an air of superiority. Yes. I did not yes. enjoy that. That Ross was always kind of like that. Especially the whole comment about like or the whole the joke about Unagi. <laughs> that he thought it was like some some like I don't know, fancy like to state of mind in, in some sort of culture, but really it was just a type of sushi roll. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. No. Like, you know friends better than I do. Yeah. It was like this whole thing where Rachel was like, no, that's just like a, a, a salmon skin roll. <laughs> but no, Ross was sure it was this fancy t- term for, I don't know. It's been uh, a while since I've seen friends. Yeah. But it, no, it was, I, I, mm, I'm beginning to worry that maybe I identified with Ross's air of superiority <laughs> too much. And so I did not see it as uh, uh, malignant as it was. Uh. Because I saw it like whenever he talked to Joey because Joey wanted to be an actor and to Rachel because Rachel wanted to, I mean, Rachel didn't really have a job for a while. Well, and then she was. She was a terrible waitress for a while. She was a terrible Man, waitress. Man, those scenes, I can't like, I think if there's a character I actually commiserate with, it's probably Gunther. <laughs> because it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> she, she like just treats her job like it means nothing. He still like kind of covers for her, always running around the background, just dealing with these selfish like self-absorbed people like just taking up space at his coffee house and completely disrespecting him it's like man (laughs) and they'll sit there forever and i mean they do drink coffee yes they do buy a coffee yeah but like her job every week was she grabs one tray of coffee that is only for her friends the friends goes over and delivers it to them and then sits down yeah (laughs) that was what she did yeah she probably would get fired but gunther was in love with her yeah so he did not. There was that weird storyline. That's yeah. a weird little. That was a weird storyline, which was kind of in there a lot consistently throughout the show, but yeah. never really d- didn't do much with it. No. Yeah. Um. All right. We need to delve further into the <laughs> the the things that made friends the the good, the bad, and the ugly of all friends. Right. Uh. But before we do that, let's check the group message. Uh. What do we have I'm, first? I am a small business owner, and I sell friends memorabilia. That will do very well these days. The young and people love friends. I know. And it is my passion. And I just can't do it enough because I keep getting caught up with all of the tedious work that goes with my small business, such as taxes. Mm-hmm. That's probably tedious. Books. Those are also tedious. All those things. The administrative tasks that I don't want to have to do. HoneyBook does them for me. They take them off my to-do list so I can focus on all my friends' memorabilia love. They're an online business management tool that organizes your client communications, bookings, contracts, contracts, and invoices all in one place. It's perfect for freelancers, entrepreneurs like myself, small business owners like myself that want to consolidate services they already use like QuickBooks, Google Suite, Excel, MailChimp, HoneyBook works with all of those, and overall just simplifies your to-do list so you can focus on the great parts of your job and can... Not worry so much about those tedious tasks you don't want to spend too much time on. So, Taylor, if our listeners want to check out HoneyBook, what should they do? Well, right now, HoneyBook is offering our listeners 50% off when you visit HoneyBook.com slash buffering. Payment is flexible, and this promotion applies whether you pay monthly or annually. So go to HoneyBook.com slash buffering for 50% off your first year. Uh. Do you all ever get tired of deciding, like, when you're going to class or work, like, is this going to be a comfortable day or a stylish day? Mm. Yes. And having to, like, sacrifice one for the other. All the time. 
Uh, I do too. And thanks to Beta Brand, I don't have to make that decision anymore because their dress pant yoga pants are both comfortable and stylish. What? Uh, yes. So you don't have to face that awful choice every morning. Uh, you Beta Brand's dress pant yoga pants are super comfy. They're stretchy. They don't get wrinkly. So even if you're like me going from like working and trying to look like a professional businesswoman, mm-hmm. business, doctor businesswoman, doctor I, I'm not business. I don't do business. I do doctor. That's you, doctor businesswoman. Doctor businesswoman <laughs> that does not do any business. Let me be clear. But I do do doctor uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> uh, beta brands dress pant yoga pants cover me throughout my work day and then I get home and I can roll around on the floor with my kids and be comfortable and not have to worry about you know stretching out or wrinkling up my my pants mm-hmm. um, and don't feel the need to like I gotta get out of these things they're so uncomfortable mm-hmm. um, it's really nice and there are dozens of colors and patterns and cuts and styles they've got boot cut straight leg skinny cropped and now premium denim Wow. So, uh, lots of options. Yeah, lots of options. If our listeners want to check out Beta Brand's dress pant yoga pants, what should they do, Taylor? Well, right now, our listeners can get 20% off their first order if you go to betabrand.com slash buffering. That's 20% off your first order order at betabrand.com slash buffering. Okay, so, friends, we I as we have said, I, I think it is we need to make clear this is not like a friends, uh, friends love fest. No, friends was definitely as it's it's funny to hear you say it, Riley. But like, it was this just the way things were in the nineties? I mean, unfortunately, in the media landscape, yeah, yeah. like the the jokes that are made. And yeah, the, I certainly didn't mean like everyone interacting with each other all the time in the nineties. <laughs> I just mean like popular culture. Yeah, I mean, it well, was really well, yeah. it, it was poorly representative of most of actual society yeah and very representative of a tiny little piece yeah of Mm -hmm. you know i mean like that that's all you saw um because of the people who were making the shows and who were green lighting the shows Mm -hmm. and writing the shows and in and then also in the shows like you you didn't get to see much else Mm -hmm. and as a result you also have like a lot of jokes in it that are uh insensitive in a variety of ways yes whatever whatever is you want to i mean that yeah you can find examples of you know racist jokes sexist jokes certainly homophobic jokes yes um transphobic specifically jokes Mm -hmm. um all of that is unfortunately present in friends and i think again that's why it it's it's one of those things that i assumed would just kind of fade away now Mm -hmm. because like the first i remember the first like kind of whispers of that were people who would watch it and go how do these people afford these apartments (laughs) yes and why aren't they at work that was one of my first thoughts always why how are they paying for them because they're they're rarely at work and if they are they're not working (laughs) also monica has this great huge apartment that they have to make clear at one point was handed down to her from family but right across the hall is joey and chandler's apartment which is wildly different and so much smaller but it's right across the hall from monica's apartment that is this huge big like it is strange they're both two bedrooms and one is so much larger than the other so much larger it has a balcony it has like multiple bathrooms and then joey and chandler's is just like this tiny little kitchen living room area and then does it have multiple bedrooms. bathrooms i thought it just had one i thought it had the one and then one back I don't know. I'm don't not know. going to go into. Yeah, that. I can't. 
the homes of friends characters but they are very different apartments it's not like my understanding of an apartment building typically would be like they're all pretty much the same space maybe (laughs) laid out differently but like the same space but in new york you might be chopping them up sometimes to make room for more units right yeah i mean that's like you'll see like i've moved into buildings where like some of the units have been like bought and refurbished so they can rent them out at higher costs but then Mm -hmm. some of the older ones that have things like rent control or whatever they're still the original like layout or units so i don't know i mean stuff like that does go on like i've definitely lived in places where i'll see my neighbor open their door i'm like wait what's going on in there (laughs) like what are you (laughs) where did that come from in there (laughs) (laughs) but but it is weird that i mean like they and i mean that was the first thing that was talked about like joey is a struggling actor yes who can pay half of the rent which is wild because by struggling actor we mean i think we see him have what like well, probably he, less than five but jobs he's on that he gets soap opera for a while right yeah not until later though dr drake remore remore because at first remore he's like remember his... he's a he's a butt double for uh yes he's a butt double for al pacino he... is that right am i remembering that correctly is that who it is he is a butt double, and he's he also does an ad for STI testing, doesn't yes, he? Yes, and yeah. he's in a weird play about Freud at one point. Anyway, he, with all with this, he manages to... But he pay. pays half the rent in this pr- pretty sizable New York apartment. Mm. Which, we assume, which we assume Chandler must pick up more than his fair share because he but has... I don't know what he does. Non-specific, boring, yeah. and they, non-specific, boring business job. They do make a joke about that at one point. Where no one knows what Chandler does. They're all playing like this game of how well they know each other. And one of the questions is they have to ask Monica, like, what is Chandler's job title? Mm-hmm. No one knows what Chandler's job title is. Now, have we considered that maybe they just all have trust funds? Now, that's more Some likely. Of them, yeah. Maybe all of them. I don't know. At least Rachel's upfront about it. At least Rachel's like, yeah, guys, my parents are like giving me all my money to be here. Yes. <laughs> yes. That is made very clear. Yeah. And I mean, Phoebe is the most like realistic in that sense where like she talks about her struggles to like that's true get like get to a point where she can support herself and all the different ways she's had to make money and all the she's had multiple jobs at once I think she lived in her like did she live in a car for a while maybe yes she lived in a taxi right right? yeah 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 Yeah. so so I mean like Phoebe is more realistic in that sense and she moved into her own apartment which I find very like, this is, this is better, right? Mm-hmm. Like all, as the friends all get older, it's like, all right, do you really still live with roommates when you're married? Well, <laughs> and, and like in your 30s? actually, I think it would be way more realistic uh, to if they all live together. Yeah, I think living alone yeah. in your uh, it, like I don't know. That's that's kind of like a that's an achievement. I think you know. I've plenty yeah. of people that live with like they're married and they share a place with another roommate, like couples, even people with kids. Okay. It's I don't know. <laughs> I'm not an adult in the adult world. I don't know. I, well, in New York City, work. I think I don't. That's not yeah. the, the rest. I mean, it's not a lot of the, the country, but definitely here. I think right. that, you know, you can have room. There is no. That's fair. It's not like somebody shows up at your door at 33. It's like it would be weird for you to have roommates now moving to your own place. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, but I think that speaks to like how it was not reflective it was like looking into a world that most of us do not live in um or can't really identify with uh because of that and like the idea that like you would date somebody and then have a really horrible breakup and then like 
just have lunch together with all your friends yeah. the next week or whatever. I mean, that's weird. Yeah. Um, also, they live in New York City and we never see them do anything for 10 years other than be in their apartments and drink coffee. And I'm saying like all the time, always, that is yeah, all they do what I've done for 10 years. years. I, don't, I was going to say, now, Tay, <laughs> well, no, I, I'm like, betting that's actually pretty true. <laughs> they don't do anything. Sure. Like this show could be anywhere because there is nothing about it ever, rarely, that is New York specific. I feel like that is a little accurate, though. I don't know. I, I think that's... I, I just always felt like that was like... You're not hanging this out at the Statue anywhere. of Liberty every well, that's weekend. That's not what I meant. You know, that's not what I meant. <laughs> I know. Have a oh, no. piece of pizza in one hand and a pigeon in the other. <laughs> Just New York stuff, yeah. you know. <laughs> Wearing a bagel as yeah. a bracelet. Standing in front of the Empire State Building. Just what you do. Hey. Yeah. I'm walking here. I'm walking here. I'm walking here. <laughs> New York stuff. <laughs> oh, man. Is that? Wait, Riley. I'm going to New York in a few days, and I thought that's what that's, they all did. I was trying to prepare. That's what we'll do. Uh, no, you'll just drink coffee. That's all they do. Which honestly, <laughs> like, I'd be same fine. Five other white people every yeah. day. Yeah, which I'd be fine with. But also, when do they all work? They're always there. I don't know. I mean, we get to see, like, remember for a while, Monica was at that ro- worked at that roller skating restaurant where she had to have yeah. fake breasts. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that storyline. Yeah. But then she works at the, the fancy restaurant. She's the chef. Yeah. She's the chef. Yeah. yeah. Um, Which I feel like we don't talk enough about Monica's job and how impressive and cool that was. Mm-hmm. But they barely ever. That's like a, well, a non-thing. It, and you could. Th- we've leveled a lot of, of like complaints against friends for their insensitivity to like everybody who isn't, you know. Straight, white, white cis. straight, cis. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, affluent to a certain extent, yeah. you know. Um, but then you could also talk about, like, it is very restrictive as to, like, what kind of archetypes exist. Yeah. Like, and especially as, like, a woman watching, like, well, I'm not like Rachel because I'm not, like, I don't have that arc of, like, I was pretty but supposed to be kind of ditzy, I think, yeah. to, like businesswoman capable Mm -hmm. you know takes care of herself like successful and Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff um i'm definitely not like phoebe i'm not like mom mom (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm definitely not like mom you know earthy spiritual like hippie kind of like that's not writing guitar songs no exactly and and never taken seriously right like phoebe is never taken seriously essentially um and i'm i guess i'm most like monica because I'm kind of awkward and I sometimes rub people the wrong way and I can be kind of shrill and irritating sometimes, I guess. So, yeah, the one that the one that is you like to clean question mark. Is that what her thing is? I like to eat. (laughs) Um, And uh, I, I don't know. So I guess that's me. Like, but that's, I mean, that's hard. Like, wait, which one do I identify with? It's of very, these three? it's very diminutive of, of the wide range of all the things that women specifically can be. It's like that book that we read a while ago that you found that was like the guide to being a oh, girl. Yeah. Yes. And it was like, what kind of woman are which you? Which type are you? Which type are you? Like the whole idea of like, well, are you a Rachel, a Monica or a Phoebe? Like, that's like a, a thing. 
and it, with, well, with friends being popular. And, and it's I, like, that's not all that women can be. No, and I would say that even though it, I don't think that um, men necessarily feel the need to fit into like media stereotypes as because yeah. they have a lot wider range of things to choose right. from. So I don't think it's as problematic. But like the men, the male characters are definitely pigeonholed. Too. Oh, yeah. I mean, like Joey's just like he eats and he acts and he's not the smartest. Mm-hmm. Chandler's like sarcastic, funny guy. And Ross is just kind of like an annoying, whiny, smart guy. <laughs> yes. Right. Is that. <laughs> And none of them are people, I mean, I will say this too. It's interesting as I think back, like, who was I attracted to on the show or who would I have wanted to date? None of them. Yeah. Somehow none of them. I I mean, like, I don't think, I mean, not like I was repulsed by all of them, but I don't think like, I wouldn't particularly want to be in a relationship with any of them. Yeah. I don't think I'd want to hang out with, I I think I think I could like hang out with Joey and be like, "Oh, you're sweet and funny, but you gotta chill it with the objectification women." And Phoebe, I'd be like, "Yeah, okay, that's Phoebe. Phoebe's cool, but everybody else just kind of sucks. Is that okay? Sorry." I don't know. Yeah. I yeah. I mean, I think when um, Phoebe starts dating Paul Rudd's character, <laughs> oh. is that- like he's a nice guy. Mike. What a Mike. What a perfect person for Phoebe right. to marry. Paul Rudd. I, I could hang out with Mike. That's who you, there, yeah, you would hang cool. out with. Paul Rudd is what it is. One of the <laughs> one of the non friends. <laughs> friends. Yeah, adjacent. I don't mind some of the yeah. friends adjacent people. A friend of the friends. I feel bad for Emily. I feel like she got a raw yeah, deal. Yeah. But she also was kind of mean. Well, I I think you're still in love with your ex-girlfriend because you said her name at the altar, so I'd rather you not hang out with her. Well, is not is not a wild I don't request. just mean about that. I mean like I feel like again that was another like just generalization of women is like, "Oh, she's kind of like the bee. She's well, the mean one." They needed uh, it's and this is classic like especially that era of television. We have to make her unlikable right. now because yeah. we want you to not like her so that then we can all agree it's the best when Ross eventually divorces her, we all have to be on the same page. So we will make her unlikable. Yes. As opposed to just like, well, you know, sometimes in human relationships, things don't work out and it's nobody's fault. Nobody's, it's not that anybody is like inherently bad or unlikable. It just didn't yeah. work out. And also he said Rachel's name at the altar. Yeah. That's a huge wow. deal. That was a huge deal. Man. Does everyone have a favorite episode? I do. You do? Yeah. It's a Chandler in a box. The one where he there Thanksgiving and Joey punishes Chandler by putting him in the box because uh-huh. Chandler tried to date Joey's ex girlfriend. Oh yeah. So he spends the whole Thanksgiving in this big wooden box in there the, during Thanksgiving. It's very it's very funny. Uh what about you, Tay? What's your favorite episode of Friends? I don't think I have one. I don't know. Uh like yeah, I, I can't like. I don't think I have a favorite episode of Friends. I I really liked when um, Monica and Chandler proposed to each okay. other. That was yeah. good. I would say Chandler proposes to Monica, but it's kind of a. It's both. Yeah, I thought that one actually caught me by surprise because I was really nervous as to where it was going there. Because mm-hmm. they hint that she might like get back together with Richard. Yeah, and then she doesn't. And I like I said, I was always way more invested in them as a couple. I feel like you probably identify you and Justin more so as a Monica and Chandler. <laughs> yes. Um. I do. I do. I, I think, yes. 
not not prone to the like broad dramatic strokes of a Ross and a Rachel. Yeah. No, no giant like torturous love affair like will they won't they spans. If mom the is ages. Phoebe, does that make dad Paul Rudd? Yes. <laughs> Cuz I feel like honestly that's, that's like a, okay. That, yeah. That's fair. That's a comfortable assertion. Yeah. I Yeah. I guess. I guess that's about right. I guess. Um how does yeah. everyone feel about the reboot? Are they the reunion? Doing a reboot? Yep. Oh, oh, I heard they were doing a reunion. Yeah. Well, it's like a it's like a um I don't know if it's like a long feature, like one episode, or if it's like mm-hmm. a limited series, but they're all getting the gangs, the friends oh, are back so it's together. Be like, That's however many years later, we're gonna check in on them. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. They, uh, it's an HBO exclusive because I guess they're the ones that have the streaming rights to it now. So sometime oh. in May, whenever they're uploading all the episodes, they're also going to be uploading this new reunion series. It, that's really. I wonder. Um, I wonder how they'll do that. One, it must have been expensive. That was a big thing, oh, too, yeah. with Friends towards the end. Or There were a lot of um, stories back when it was on the air mm-hmm. about, like, they started negotiating together. Yeah. Well, it was a record salaries. what they yeah. were making for anyone who'd been on a sim- sitcom before. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's it's probably been broken by now. But, yeah. Um, but, uh, one, it would be expensive. And, two, I wonder how they'll address, like... Um, I feel like if you have a show like that... And I don't know. I didn't watch... I wonder if they do this on Will and Grace because I didn't watch the Will and Grace reboot. And I, I watched yeah. Will and Grace a little bit back in the day. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I didn't watch it all the time though. But I wonder how you address like if you have a show like Friends set in New York City and it is so clearly not representative yeah, of New York right. City from like a diversity standpoint mm-hmm. in every way, shape and form. Every every type of diversity you could talk about. It is not representative. So if you're going to reboot it or you're going to reunion it or whatever now in 2020 do you try to fix that do you try to address it man well it's funny because i know that uh i think um not necessarily referencing the hbo one which still has the same characters but i know that like david schwimmer got some heat because he tweeted about how he thought it'd be cool to redo friends now with a completely different cast and make it a diverse cast and a lot of people were quick to point out that that already happened and that was living single And that was the show that came before Friends that was set in a Brooklyn brownstone Mm -hmm. and it was, you know, all people of color. Mm -hmm. And Friends got way over-advertised and, like, they aired opposite time slots. So, you know, kind of like it... It kind of didn't have the success it should have had because of Friends. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, Friends was the white living single. Yeah. Yeah. We did that. I feel like with with a show like Friends, you could either... either go one of two ways and you could make lots of very bold and obvious statements that are like very like breaking the fourth wall about the problems of the show right and trying to fix them or you just don't and you just try to make it about these these characters and try to avoid any sort of like other social issues with the show and just try to make it about like oh look we're gonna spend an hour looking at like what's Chandler what are they up to now what are those kids doing so I I don't know I I, don't I feel know. like I just, it would depend on what you're gonna do with it I just feel like if you're it. gonna do it in 2020 you have to address yeah. it like you have to address that that was one of the biggest problems yeah with friends and it really like it's weird to think about how what a big part of culture like I remember I know this would seem strange Riley but like when I was in college was when the Friends finale aired oh my gosh and all of us got together at one of my friends' apartments. Mm-hmm. Like, we had a big 
farewell to friends party Aww. so that we could all watch it yeah. at the same time because you know nothing was streaming right it was just like you'd on. have to yeah it's like on tv like there were commercials and everything yeah and we just wow commercials <laughs> what are all... those i remember though because Ju- i was dating justin by then and he was there and he did not watch friends much and so he was totally like i don't no, what's this is fine. Oh, but he came with you. He did. He 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 suffered through the friends finale, <laughs> despite all that. Um, there was a huge deal. They even uh, they parodied it on SNL that night or the next night, whenever. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it was like the the show. It was it was the show. It was the show of that time period. So it'll it'll, it'll be interesting to see what they do to like make because it, it's got to. I mean, things have to be relevant and speak to where they are and what like where they are in time and place in society and friends did not speak to where it yes. was in that time and place. And in... certainly doesn't now. No, it doesn't yeah. at all. 30 years later or whatever. Yeah. 25 years later. And that's what, that's what it's, you know, that's, that's the key to this, to making something feel like relevant and important and like something you want to be into is like all of these people who didn't look or talk or think like the friends already existed they just weren't on television because <laughs> <laughs> none of them were being allowed to make the television yeah so we'll let's see. i don't know yeah we'll see i'm sure there'll be something we'll talk about in the next few months yeah yeah we'll see comes out i never got a rachel haircut mm. i always wanted one that was always a, a the go-to Ra- the, the rachel it yeah. was called the rachel yeah. there was actually mm-hmm. a like an exhibit on friends not too long ago in new york i think it was just this past year uh, one of my buddy who like does wigs, like styles wigs professionally, and she got to make all of Rachel's hair <laughs> through the season. Oh, oh gosh. gosh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, de- That's definitely cool. having wow. like a weird moment, like culturally of like people curious yeah. about it. So it's a good time to do something like this, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That before we end, you were talking about hairstyles. I will say one of the funniest, and I saw this um, on a rerun that was on not too long ago was when Phoebe is doing Monica's hair and she says she wants her to cut it short like Demi Moore. Mm-hmm. And because Demi Moore at the, I don't know what her hair looks like now, but at the time had the... Like that bob that, kind of... Well, not even bob, like really short yeah. cut. And it was, it looked it, from Ghost. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a very popular look. Um, but Phoebe thinks she means Dudley Moore. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty funny That's bit. That's a very good one. It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Pretty funny bit. <laughs> That's good, Dudley Moore jokes. <laughs> yeah, for all you yeah. Dudley Moore fans out there, we know you're out there. It's for me to you. Fun of me for liking Jim. All Curry. right. <laughs> <laughs> what are What are we talking about next week? Uh, all right. So I haven't talked about any music uh, that uh, influenced me yet. So I wanted to uh, bring up one of my favorite bands uh, growing up, uh, Veruca Salt. Um, and I like, all right, okay. you know, I mean, they've got a lot of hits. Uh, so I guess album wise, eight arms to hold you is probably the one that has the songs that I most want to talk about, but there's also some good ones on American thighs. I don't know. I think the whole story of the band is cool, which I'll obviously get more into next week, but yeah. All right. Well, we will listen to we'll some do that. assault be- between awesome. now and then I will listen to it again. Yeah, you, you listen. To I will it listen to it for the first time. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I still have the CDs if you need to borrow them. <laughs> I mean, thanks, I guess, but I don't know what You want me to burn you a copy? <laughs> I'll send them to you in the mail. I don't know why you'd, I don't know why you'd do that to a CD that seems very counterproductive. Oh, 
I'll make you. I'll make you a really great Veruca Salt mix of just the 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 hits. Yeah, just hits only. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right. All right. Well. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you both for indulging me and in talking about Friends. I still don't understand why it's so popular among you. I honestly you. don't either. I don't, I don't think I ever will. But um, but there we go. I, I don't. I don't intend on rewatching it. I don't think. I think I'm good. Yeah. Um. Thank you, listeners. Uh. If you want to email us, you can at stillbuffering at maximumfun.org. You should check out maximumfun.org for a lot of wonderful podcasts you would enjoy. Uh, you can tweet at us at stillbuff. And thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby Change Your Mind. This has been your cross generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am still buffering. I am. That's another thing. Thanks, Mission Control, this is Rocket Ship One. Come in, Mission Control. This is Mission Control, go ahead. We have incoming, and it looks big. Can you identify? It looks like some sort of Pledge drive. Affirmative. It's Max Fun Drive. That's a verified Max Fun Drive. Countdown to Max Fun Drive is initiated. Can you project a time to intercept? Based on the current trajectory, Max Fun Drive will be here from March 16 to March 27. March 16 to March 27. Roger. Rocket Ship One, can you confirm a visual on common Max Fun Drive phenomena, such as the best episodes of the year, bonus content, and special gifts for new and upgrading monthly members? We have a visual. Great episodes, bonus content, premium gifts confirmed, and more. Sure sounds quiet down there. Mission Control, what's your status? All systems go, Rocket Ship One. Just catching up on our favorite Max Fun shows so we can tune into Max Fun Drive episodes between March 16 and March 27. Over and out. <laughs> MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.